Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, a very happy man on this oh. day, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? Connor, as you well know, I've had a dog of a day in work. <laughs> And I've regaled you with my stories for upwards of 18 minutes at this point. (laughs) And I went, yeah, 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 let's play. Sean, we got to record it. Come on, come on now. Uh, But yeah, look, two things have gone wrong today. Number one, I had to go to work. Work was terrible. First of all, that's terrible. That's a terrible start to any day. Terrible start to the day. Number two, 29 degrees in Ireland at the minute, lads. Celsius, I'll have you know. Uh, So... Very angry, very sweaty Sean today, I'll be honest. But I'm and ready for weird news. <laughs> if anyone tuned in the movie Mondays, you were hung over on I Monday. was, I was. I'm so having a bad week. You're not, you're not having a great week. <laughs> also, what day are we recording uh, this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> we got to plan around the hangover. Just because I, I can't, I can't be the hangover guy on a podcast. <laughs> People are going to start ringing in for help. <laughs> So just that, yeah, to be an anonymous tip sent in to like my family, just be like, I got a card from the Jehovah's work. Witnesses, Sean, for you. <laughs> I've got several, in fact, all the religions. We got one for each. Um, so, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me. A man who has been too busy working on himself to look at any weird news. Connor. You had to really stretch for that. Yeah, because um, I couldn't say who man has been too busy being hung over. <laughs> Once again, oh, there's more cards. <laughs> I didn't know there was that many religions. Oh, there's one from <laughs> Buddhism here. <laughs> Very good. Um, if this is your first episode of Weird News, or if it's your 50th, um, we would really just like if you gave us a like and maybe a thumbs up 
a five-star review, whatever the podcast platform you're listening to this on has, I don't really know, but a good rating would go quite a long way. It really helps us out if you could do that. A a crisp high-five between friends, perhaps. Yeah, if you will. (laughs) Um, That does no use. What's the (laughs) high-five app? (laughs) Uh, It's it's an Australian kids' comedy music show. Uh, Remember high-five? No? (laughs) No, no high five fans in the audience. They got one. You got one fan. Someone cheered. Someone listening to this recognizes that show. Um, Sean, we're starting off weird news this week. We're we're in in Ireland because oh. there's not often we get a weird news from Ireland, and whenever we do, I want to start off with it because I just feel like it puts us in a good mood. That's the thing because I, I also sometimes feel that weird news in Ireland could just be called news. Because exactly. some mental shit happens in this country, it just never makes it past the borders. Oh, the amount of news stories we have about farmers just, like, losing <laughs> sheep. Like, that'd be weird news anywhere else. Here it's just, that's a day-to-day basis. Day-to-day, that, that interrupts your, your ride to school in the mornings. <laughs> so I have Guinness Fueled Man Runs Wit of Ireland in a Day. <laughs> Fuck off, does he? What? <laughs> Well, I had to get home to record the podcast, Connor. Now, here's the only bit that I'm not I'm not a fan of. Not, not that I'm not a fan of, because I'm sure we have British people that tune in, Sean, but a British marathon champion has run the wit of the island of Ireland in less than 24 hours, seemingly becoming the first person to accomplish the test. Interesting. Now, how many Guinnesses did he have? <laughs> I would say, if you are running, and I'm going to tell you now, 134 miles or mm-hmm. 215 kilometres. We're not a big country. I would country. say even, <laughs> even half a Guinness at the beginning would be a rough start. Yeah, it's not what you want sloshing around in your stomach, mm. is it? Well, Robert Pope ran from Galway City on Ireland's west coast to the capital Dublin on Ireland's east coast. Sean, I don't need to tell you this, but I'm filling in the gaps. Fucking human Um, atlas, they call me, Sean. (laughs) In just 23 hours and 39 minutes, the 44-year-old took on the trip after two pints of Guinness in Galway before finishing with another one at the end of the route on Sunday. So a total of three pints in 24 hours. One at the start, but he had 23 hours to lose that. The, the buzz till he got to the end that's the thing and once you're running and sweating and it's fucking roasting like yeah. you're, you're sweating that Guinness that's coming out through your skin in the next hour or so and after that it's just a regular 132 mile run I'm, the old 134 <laughs> mile run the old run. ride home we call it <laughs> I've often done that on the way home from a party I say <laughs> so what? Why? Why did he do this? Did he just take a notion that he was going to have a Guinness and then run um, across? He decided to tackle the Mammoth Route on something of a whim a little over two months ago, before deciding to use the opportunity to raise funds for the World Wildlife Foundation. But in reality, if we're all honest with ourselves, he made that up afterwards, and he just decided to do the run. Oh, he had the idea first, and then he was like, "How do I book time off work to do this?" <laughs> um, it, it didn't. He didn't have long to prepare, and then. The was more pressing considerations in the form of a music festival um, which quickly took precedence. I was meant to do an eight week training programme but obviously Glastonbury got in the way of that. I was also working so it's probably just five weeks of yeah I'm happy with that training. (laughs) This is the most laissez-faire man I've ever seen about running an ultra marathon. (laughs) 
Um, he's a distant Ruddershod by nature. Um, he was determined not to allow the fear of failure to act as a check-in on his ambitions. I, that's on a fucking wall in some workplace. Um, in fact, in some ways, it was the pint of it. Um, the pint of it, Connor. The... <laughs> Huh? Well done. Uh, nobody ever posts anything about failure anywhere. You see a lot of, anywhere. You see a lot of people posting, and if they have failed at something, they're like, "I'm obviously gutted because I didn't succeed." But they did succeed because they gave everything they had to get there. He said, I, what, "This man's day job has to be like, like HR or like yeah. middle management. Like he's yeah. too positive." No, I don't. I don't like this. I don't know. This is not the I, Irish he's from way. Liverpool is yeah. what I'll say. But he's come over here with too much of a positive attitude to these lads. Yeah, um, no, it's, it's not going to fly, buddy. If you fail, you fail. But even if you succeed, you still fail here, okay? That's because the thing. if you go on Instagram and start saying, aren't I great? You're going to get a lot of pushback, I oh, will admit. Oh, Billy Big Bollocks will start calling you <laughs> around the town. No one will talk to you because they think you're the marathon guy. <laughs> um, so he's he's apparently an elite ultra marathon runner and he's made his name reveling in challenges that range from the unconventional to the extraordinary. Um, in t- 2018, uh, he tried to... He paid homage to the film Forrest Gump by running more than 15,000 miles crisscrossing the US. What the fuck? 24,000 kilometres. How long did that take him? He completed it in over 422 days. (laughs) Oh, right. That's a lot of running. It's almost too many. It's almost too many. But also, after that, isn't it a bit of a downgrade to run across (laughs) Ireland? Ireland. So yeah, now, now for my next feat. <laughs> 15,000 miles, and now I'm going to do 100. Yeah. That really showed him. <laughs> well, I've just lifted this car off of this baby. <laughs> now for a single push-up. <laughs> Everyone, come quick. He's doing a push-up. <laughs> Gather round, children. <laughs> um, just moments before setting off from Galway's Spanish Arch... Um, and this, I love this bit. A scenic seaside walk in the city, Sean. Did you know that? I did know that. It's a lovely yeah, walk. That's tr- pretty true, but I'm filling in gaps. <laughs> I know you know this, Sean, I know. Um, Pope settled in for a quiet pint or two of Guinness with his four-man support team at a local pub. Um, did they name the I pub? Mean, <laughs> at, at half ten local time on Saturday, Pope dipped his feet in the waters of the Atlantic Ocean and then set off for Dublin along a route that would take well over 24 hours. See, what's terrible is that at the end of it, he ended up in Dublin. (laughs) (laughs) You should have run the other way, lad. (laughs) Should have just fucking... Go south. Go to Cork. Start in Dublin. Go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, go anywhere else. So, what's mad is that, like, he ran, so he went from Galway to Dublin, but like through presumably like country roads for a oh, lot of Oh, country as well. roads and country little towns. I mean, he's ran through all those little towns we've always wanted, I wanted to visit, Sean, that nobody's ever heard of. Where there's like grass running down the centre of the road. Cause it, every every no Irish traffic. small town, one post office, one pub. That's it. That's it. Maybe a little corner shop to get your bits. Normally the post office doubles up as a little corner shop on I mean, the site. That's, that's the dream, really, yeah, isn't that, it? I mean, yeah. I think you only need two buildings, Sean. <laughs> and if we put that, like, above the pub, you're fucking, you're sorry. You're, you're absolutely laughing. It's one street. <laughs> so, to, uh, also, how panicked do you think he was in the last, when he got to, like, 
the outskirts of Dublin and it was like half 11 and he had to finish. Um, (laughs) The traffic jam. (laughs) Um, The wheels, he says, nearly came off very early um, because we'd done about 24 miles. He was maybe four hours into it and he'd been very nauseous since the very beginning. I mean, look, I wonder. I don't want to be a scientist here. But you did drink a load of Guinness and then went down the road, lad. I mean, yeah. there's no. I don't have to be a genius to figure out what went wrong. Two pints of Guinness at half ten in the morning on what presumably was a warm summer day. I think sounds, it was half ten at night. That makes more sense. Mm. So, yeah. But then, like, he's had a whole day of, like, going Drinking around and doing shit. Like, eat, like, presumably he had dinner before he left, like... <laughs> He had a big fry. <laughs> he had the two pints. He's like, oh, fuck it. I would love a chippers, lads. I actually would love one. I can't. He got a curry one. chip. I got a curry chip. And now I'm going to settle in on the beach. I'll set off now in a few minutes, lads. So hang on, hang on. Is the Irish thing, of is a four-in-one international, do you think? Oh, um, I mean, I prob- it probably is. But if you want to explain what a four-in-one is to anyone else. It's... it's, it's it- it's it's a lot of carb. It's it's right. You get it in a Chinese. It's not a traditional Chinese meal. Oh, China has never seen this dish. No, no. This is something no. that we invented this on the spice pack. Uh, <laughs> so it is. What, They're very it? similar, by the way. They really are. So a four in one is rice, chips, curry, and chicken. Uh, yeah, and then a spice pack. And uh, sorry, and that's all in one like little like takeaway tin. And you yeah. just mix it all up and eat it in bed when you're pissed. And then a spice bag is chips and chicken with like yeah. salt and chili, uh, like mixed into it and some onions and carrots, yeah. uh, just all trun in and mixed in a bag. <laughs> and you eat it in bed when you're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, oh, there's more carrots coming in. Oh, there just is. as you're saying this shot. And then, uh, oh, the spice bag usually also comes with curry sauce. Oh, I mean, way. of course it does. How could it not? Psychopaths order uh, a spice bag with curry sauce and rice, and then you make the ultimate four-in-one, Connor. Is that not a six-in-one? Uh, I wouldn't. There's not enough onion to constitute it being an ingredient. Connor, <laughs> you fucking You idiot. amateur. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, um, with no official record of, uh, sorry, I should say, after reaching the Hapenny Bridge, the Pope decided to race one more mile to the city's Samuel Beckett Bridge, where the Liffey flows into the Irish Sea. I like that's, these descriptions. I mean, that's a um, better bridge, to be fair. There, he took a victorious photo in the middle of a jewel carriageway. <laughs> What a prick. <laughs> <laughs> with, an official re- with no official record of any previous runner completing the feat, Pope is confident that he is the first person to run across Ireland in a day. But he, accept- he, expect- here, sorry, he accepts that some gnarled old club runner from Cork could, ad- could have done it once in January. I think the idea was that there's... There's going to be some lad that said, I definitely did that on the way for points. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, all, like, don't just, don't make him gnarled and old. Just be like, some other Irish runner might have done it. All Irish people are gnarly. (laughs) Just vicious. Like 90s gnarly. Like, oh, like surfer no, like, not like rock on my dude. Like, I'm, I'm thinking like gnarly as in like, they're, they're, they're going to snarl at you. Ah, oh, snarly. Okay, and they're a bit snarly. Is what <laughs> no, I would they're say. a bit snarly, right? <laughs> the no, I, I like. I fully believe someone has done this already, but mm. like, like you said, like just did it by themselves, like and didn't tell anyone. 
I'm telling you, some lad did it for a party. If you, some lad in Galway was told there's a, there's a, there's a party happening in my house in mm. Dublin, um, but you need to be here. Or he got the text from the girly fancies and she says, I'm going to be at this party. I'm leaving to join the military tomorrow. This is your last chance. Just <laughs> fair fucks to her. But he's like, this is the last chance. I've only got one night. He's making that run, Sean. It is a heroic run to make. Uh, he ran past all the train stations. <laughs> yeah, like they're fully open. Like he ran past his car on the way out. <laughs> Threw the keys in the bush. Don't need you. You're only weighing me down. He arrives. He's just dripping sweat. Like he's the most unattractive thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this, I mean, this is a horror show. Uh, Because I have Disney World guests trapped on It's a Small World ride for over an hour after it gets stuck. (laughs) There's, okay, I want to fast forward 20 years and there'll be a news report about a serial killer. And this is how it's going to (laughs) start. It was, no, it's a Netflix documentary, like a three-parter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, they have the dun-dun after he's just like, and that's where it started. You know what I mean? That's uh, yeah. where his hatred of Disney started. And they'll call it Small World after all. Oh, the and of course the they will. And, and the trailer will have that song, but slowed down Perfect. and sang acoustically. Oh, it writes itself, Connor. Um, a few unlucky guests at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, claimed they were trapped on the popular It's a Small World ride for over an hour when the attraction seemingly broke down. Um, they called the experience torture. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, it, it objectively is torture because you're stuck in a small location that you cannot yeah. leave in the dark for a lot of it, while a noise repeats over and over again, which would drive you insane. Oh yeah, yeah. How how like does it say how many guests there were? Like, is there strength in numbers? Um, it. I think it's worse. The more people there is, the more chance someone loses. Someone the, snaps. Someone snaps is what I was thinking. Yeah. So the less people, people you trust, you can see a snap happening. Maybe if your brother, your sister, your your friend, you go, okay, I can see it in your eyes. You're about to snap. Let's calm it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Fingers in the ears job. But I think someone you don't know, we all know other people are dickheads. Someone snapping and going mad. Or worse, someone really loves It's a Small World. <laughs> Just sings it constantly. Sing the whole time. This is the best day of their fucking life. <laughs> there was definitely like a six-year-old there with their parents. Or even one of their parents. And it's just like the six-year-old's really into it. Yeah. Just non-stop going mad. And you're just like, just fucking Timmy, calm down, please. T- Timmy has never been to Disneyland before. He just thinks that's how long It's a Small World He, he genuinely is just really excited. He's like, this is like the best ride ever. Such Fel- great value for money. Yeah. <laughs> Fellas, think of all the cash we're saving. <laughs> he's, Timmy, he's you're pretty of, serious for a six-year-old. T- Timmy, you're thinking of inflation, aren't you? <laughs> in these rising price costs, I mean, Jesus, an hour-long trip for $5. Thanks very much. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think is It's a Small World, do you go around in a little boat or something like that? Yeah, so you go around in the little boat and the song plays as the, there's all the, the things happening on the walls around you. Right, yes. I've I've never been, 
but yeah. I've seen like video, I've seen it parodied in The Simpsons and shit like and that. And I mean, it, it it's reiterated that the experience was torture. Uh, the attraction is known for its singing, singing animatronic dolls representing several international countries, and is one of Walt Disney World's most popular rides. Sean. And I'm sure it's not problematic at all. Uh, but my question is, if the bo- if, like if if it's in if you're in a little boat, the water's probably ankle deep. Could you not mm. just get out and walk to like? the door i hope that the water is like 16 feet deep for no reason at all but there's sharks there (laughs) it's electrified why have they done this why have they done this fellas seems a bit far walt was a fucking psychopath man he's just really into this shit have you heard about the garfield ride (laughs) no so there was a small team park in america and uh they had a garfield then old old ride and then like to reinvigorate it they rebranded it as like a garfield experience and it's all about garfield The thing about it is, though, it's like, it's where the concept of tunnels of love came from. So people used to just be shifting the face off each other. Sorry, shifting? Making out. Making uh, out, thank you. Making out with each other and doing any number of things in this ride for year, for decades, as, right. as long as the ride was going. But then when they rebranded the Garfield, it kept going and it still had the reputation of the place you go if you want some alone time with your best gal. <laughs> Wait, hang on. So it's just a tunnel. It's a tunnel in a, in a, with boats and like a little bit of water. And you go through like this Garfield story the whole time. But is it like a tunnel that like the boats are like right beside each other? Or is There's a bit of distance bit uh, of between distance. them. Apparently yeah. the tactic, I, I watched a whole video about this. The tactic I, was... seems to know an awful fucking yeah. lot about this, Sean. Uh, Look, geez. when I was running from Galway to Dublin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the tactic was you would slow down your boat so you get more time in the tunnel by like putting your hands to the side and grabbing the walls so your little oh, boat right. doesn't move as quick. Everyone who's listened to this, Sean knows too much, doesn't I, he? Oh, I'm cursed with knowledge. <laughs> we're, we're all we're all we're all huddled in here. We're all kind of looking at you. The, <laughs> like, the Jehovah's Witnesses are there. The Buddhists are back. Thou like, do, <laughs> dot protest too much. I think. No, I don't even like Garfield, guys. <laughs> it's nothing about Garfield. It's pure I, animal lust. I love lasagna. <laughs> I hate Monday. Wait, no, I don't. No, no, Mondays are the best. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's gone into the tunnel. <laughs> By himself. <laughs> oh, let's let's get him later, oh, maybe. <laughs> oh. Everyone coming out with just like a big, massive smile on their face. Yeah, oh, just, yeah. Like, everyone really loves Garfield. <laughs> the, the, the fucking Garfield creators there on the side. Being like, this is great for Garfield brand awareness. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, our comic strip is going to be so popular at the end of this. I'm telling you now. Sorry, that's oh, just my that's... weird little tangent about, uh, hmm. like, boat themed uh, theme park rides. <laughs> if, if, it, if you're on this boat, it's 45 minutes in. Yeah. Um, you've heard. Uh, the song It's a Small World how, how long's the song maybe 90 seconds uh, on a loop just consistently on a loop <laughs> consistently I mean my question is how long does it take for you you go mental well Connor I would be protected with these everyday wireless earbuds from <laughs> no we're not sponsored <laughs> we're not sponsored <laughs> Imagine that It'd was the plug. It would be so good though wouldn't it boys I would have set that up for weeks <laughs> if we had one 
I would have been building up to how much my ears are sensitive. I would have broken the fucking ride in Florida just to set it up. It's like you, like, calling the, calling the shots over the phone from, like, a drone. Stop it. But, fucking stop the ride. Stop right. it now. Stop, stop it. Right. Yeah, there's no. a journalist on site. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Uh, no, I think I think genuinely after about fifteen minutes it would get to me, like I would mm. be properly antsy and wanting to leave. Uh, I genuinely think I would get out of the boat and even not even to leave, just to fucking walk around. No, I I've seen a horror movie. The per- first person out of a boat is always the first person done. They don't realize oh, the danger win, win. they're in. <laughs> No, <laughs> kill me now. <laughs> Give me death. You're like leaping out with a fucking boat. <laughs> yeah, I, I like tied a load of sausages to myself in case there is sharks. Any minute now. Like, Going around slicing of- it, slicing everyone's hands, putting them in the war. Just I really want to attract the middle. Sorry, lads. This is me. This is look. It's going to hurt me more and than just, it hurt you. Just as the shark gets there, and you're about to like just leap in, the ride just starts off again, and you just like have to sit back down in your chair. You have to come <laughs> to fix your tie. Oh well. Say what? Say what? What are sausages or? Just, they're yeah. uncooked like I didn't yeah, think it would matter there's a little bit of blood on them but we can get that out we can get that out. have a bit of a squeeze and then I turn behind and then I see you in the other boat and I'm like James Connor it's a small world oh no <laughs> get him <laughs> <laughs> the trauma the kill bill sirens play <laughs> um, Sean we're moving on to our next piece of news and what I have here is a top scientist now look I'm always saying to you science is wrong Science, true. They're, they're lying to us. Um, I have done my own research and I have found out that everything we know is a lie. Um, wow, and you I, figured that out all in your own. I d- and look, I don't know how nobody else sees it, but well, look, I'm just built different. Um, but here's the thing, shot. <laughs> Top scientists have come out and they've admitted that he lied. He, that we have a liar in amongst the science community. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Oh, um, I'm sure I would have heard about this, though. Yeah, well, you should have. But I mean, it's. A, I mean, is it about vaccinations? Is it about? I mean, five G? Could it be five G? Is it about something serious? Well, it's about a space telescope image, um, because fr- French scientists last week, Sean, claimed that they had found an image of a distant star taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. Okay, wasn't there a thing that we had like the most high resolution photo of space ever? That mm-hmm. came out a few weeks ago. And so this is a separate thing that someone found. So Etienne Klein, a celebrated physicist and a, di- a director at France's Alternative Energies and Atomic Energy Commission, shared the, commission. Image, uh, <laughs> shared the image on Twitter last week, praising the level of detail it provided, Sean. He said, picture of Proxima Centauri, the nearest star to the sun, located 4.2 light years away from us. It was taken by the James Webb Space Telescope. Scope. This level of detail is a new world. I mean, it's unveiled every day. He told his 91,000 followers on Sunday. Okay. Okay, man's got clout. Things, however, Sean, were not quite as they seemed, as the Klein later admitted in a series of follow-up tweets that the space telescope image that he was claiming was an amazing piece of detail of a star beside the sun was actually a photo of a slice of chorizo. <laughs> See, was this an intentional misleading, or was this like physicist humour? <laughs> 
Um, Clyde admitted later in a series of follow-up tweets that the image was, in fact, a close-up of a slice of chorizo taken against a black background. Well, when it's cocktail hour, cognitive bias seemed to be plenty to enjoy. Beware of it. According to contemporary cosmology... No object related to Spanish Spanish cuisine exists anywhere else other than on Earth. I, look, if the multiverse is real, there is a, a universe where that exists, okay? It was a prank, Sean, that he had kept up for a whole week. But I found the picture, Connor. Yeah. And it looks... It looks the most like chorizo I've ever seen. But if you have a scientist who has won awards... Tell you, us, idiots, fucking morons, plebs. Plebs, yeah, yeah, yeah. The person with the brain says, well, this is a detailed image of a star that's 4.2 million light years away. You're going to go along with it, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, but also if I see something that looks like chorizo, I, I want to believe that I'm like with it enough. To determine that I'm not looking at a planet 4.2 light years this away. This is what I'm saying, Sean. Everything they're telling us is a lie. Who to trust, who not to trust. It's all fucking off. Oh, boys. Oh, don't get me started, Sean. But, oh, boys. What, what's, the, what's the end goal here? What was he, <laughs> yeah. like, what's the who, end goal of the chorizo? <laughs> like, what, who, like, who, what changes if people fell for this? Like... <laughs> So on Wednesday, Clyde apologised for the hoax, saying his intention was to urge caution regarding images that seem to speak for themselves. Okay. That seems a bit... Seems vague. This seems vague enough that he made it up on the, on the day. <laughs> he was like doing a voice note and he's like, yeah, that'll do. I uh, think what's happened is it's a gag gone wrong. He did it as a gag. Everyone bought in because everyone respects him. And Tiggs seems to know what he's talking about. Then it went too far. Mm. It went a week before he admitted it, that it was not a star. And it was, in fact, a a piece of chorizo. But again, like, I don't think there's any... I don't think he should apologise for that. I Like, he would just be like, ah, it was chorizo, get fucked. Like, because no one is affected if, you know... Proxima yeah, Centauri or whatever you it is. No social media, Sean. Somebody's responded and said, "My child is now won't even leave the house. Oh, They're so distraught. Get a new child. <laughs> Trade that one in. Get a new one. Make him into a butcher if he loves chorizo <laughs> that much. Go to the park. There's loads of them there. Bring one of them home. Just They're take a child. They're no. not traumatized. <laughs> they don't like who can't like oh. Sorry, we're from the generation that were that we were brought up. This sounds like a fucking Here rant. Go. Here we go, Sean. How many planets are there, Connor? Oh, there's nine. Nine planets. There's right? nine. Like, but then suddenly, at some point, everyone just agreed that Pluto's not a planet. But I don't think everyone agreed because no. I think it was mixed messages all around the place, Sean. It's been mixed messages for years, Connor. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know who to believe. Hey, let, let me let me check. How many? Right. How many is there now? Because I think it changes. How many planets are there? There are eight planets in our solar system, is what nah, Google man. says. No, nah, there isn't. That. There isn't. Give me my Pluto. Okay. <laughs> you really want to piss off? Pluto, right? Pluto is the Greek yeah. for is the Roman version of the Greek god, which is Hades. And if you yeah. want to really piss off Hades, oh, yeah. you be my guest. Yep. <laughs> That's your defence. <laughs> 
That, I'm sure a bunch of scientists will really love that argument. Are, but you told me it was a planet and you don't want to piss off fucking Hades. <laughs> I'll tell you that now, lads. I, look, I just don't want fucking Neptune to be the last planet. Pluto. Isn't Uranus on its side? Or is that it, Neptune? It is. It's Axis' is rotation. It's Axis' rotation. That's my other one space fact that That's I a, know. That's a pretty good space fact. I used yeah. to be really, really, really into space. Yeah. And then they took Pluto away and now it's dead to me. <laughs> then you lost the love. <laughs> I lost. It wasn't, it wasn't mine anymore. You, you lost know? the love of the game. Once, <laughs> once they start taking facts away from you. <laughs> It's like when they changed the cast of Misfits. I just fucking, yeah, I dropped off, like, you know? At, at a certain, if they tell you there's nine planets, that's like starting level. That's like foundation that's like level. basic. And like, then you work from there. And so if you're 10, as I'm assuming you were, yeah, and you're looking into it. I was 26 it, at the time. You were 24 at the time. But when you were looking into it, and then they suddenly pull the rug out from underneath you, what's all the rest of the facts? Are they real? Are they not? Who's to know? What a, what's a man to believe, you know? What's a man to believe? Because if they can take Pluto, they can take Earth. They can take the sun. Yeah! Like, who just decides the things our planet's like? You know? <laughs> Sorry. That was building up in me for years, I feel for like. Since, since you were 10. Since I, I was 10, yeah. Can I find out the exact date when Pluto was removed? I feel like this is not something we need to know, but go on. When was Pluto removed from the list of planets? August 2006. Oh, it was a dark day. It's a dark, it's a dark day. day. Oh, Jesus. I hate it so much. I actually still have the chest tattoo of the day in remembrance of it. I th- um, I think that would be a fucking hilarious tattoo. Just to get Pluto and never forget. <laughs> <laughs> and when people come around, I think it's a poppy. Like, you're celebrating World War One. Like, never forget. Like, ask, jeez, I fucking respect that. You know, uh, Pluto. That's actually, that's actually what I'm thinking of. Are you familiar with the planet Pluto? Are you pl- considering the planet? Uh, no, I've heard of the star Pluto. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I fucking hate you, man. I, I'm about right. to start snapping necks. So. <laughs> Um, so Sean we're moving on to another piece of space kind of weird mystery thing give it to me (laughs) that I thought you might be interested in Um, so every week we've been talking weird stuff ghosts we've talked Bigfoot Wolfman all those sightings what we've stopped talking about is weird stuff from space coming to earth Um, we we, we went for so long on this show never having like an extraterrestrial story. Yeah. But, and then we we did a couple. Then we've had a break. So I'm excited yeah. to see what well, you're bringing. A me. mystery orb has fallen from the sky, Sean. And oh. social media is awash with theories about the origin and purpose of a strange, smooth, solid object which landed on a tree in Mexico last week. Is now, there a photo of this object? There is a photo. It's a metallic orb that fell from the sky above Mexico and nobody knows what it is. Mystery orb from space? <laughs> the mystery orb from the sky has baffled us all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, um, Isidro Cano Luna, a television meteorologist reporting on the mystery, says local descri- locals described the sphere making a sound as it fell, Fuck but releasing me. no fire. He posted several messages to his more than 140,000 followers about the object, along with photos of what appeared to be a dull yellow sphere the size of a large beach ball perched atop a tree. I see it, and it's it's very smooth. 
Like, it looks like a cue ball in snooker kind of smooth. Yeah. Like um, Luna describes the sphere in all caps in his posts. Uh, it seems to be made of a very hard plastic or an alloy of various metals. And apparently, Sean, get this, mm. it has an antenna. What do they know? What do they want to find out? What? Why would aliens use an antenna? Surely they'd have better technology than that. Surely they have long-range Bluetooth or some shit. They have like uh, an antenna like a 1960s television that's massive. Well, all all aliens are from the 1960s, Connor. That is that's, true. That's well known. We, yeah, well, that's well known. Um, <laughs> Luna wonders if it could be a former chug of a Chinese rocket that crashed back to Earth. Luna, shut the fuck up, okay? Luna, um, it's clearly aliens, all right? <laughs> perhaps it could be radioactive, he writes, warning people who see it not to get too close. This There's is no scaremongering. <laughs> it, it could be a rocket. Could, could be explode. <laughs> could be fucking nuclear bomb, lads. Oh, no. Um, there's no apparent way to get inside the orb either. It has a code visible on its exterior. He says in an August 2nd post, notice small holes that are kind of indecipherable codes. <laughs> and has anyone other than this fella taken a look at the orb? No, nothing against him, but... Maybe just get someone to look, like, pick it up and look at it. Just anyone. Just literally. I'll do it. Fly yeah, me over, just, I'll do it. But it's nuclear. It's but a rocket and nuclear, a nuclear bomb and it's aliens. You don't want any of that stuff, Sean. I've seen win, all win, those horror Connor. movies. Win, win. <laughs> <laughs> Take me now. Either I discover aliens and I'll be like, yeah. what's your stance on Pluto? <laughs> <laughs> or... Do you think they'd be like, that's fucking bullshit, man. It happened to us in 06 as well. Fucking terrible day for us all. We used to be kings of this universe. <laughs> we were kings of Pluto. Now we got to come here. The uh, Or I get to be like the, the first man killed by aliens, which would be excellent. So now he goes even crazier because he says in another post, he claimed that the spheres would open on a timer and show the valuable information they bring within them, Sean. How He's completely he flip-flopped. Flip-flopped altogether. Unless the sphere is polluting his mind, Connor. I think it might be a t- case of the radioactive energy coming from it has polluted his brain. I think it's... But, 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 because, like, it's, it's all written in all caps as well. He's clearly distressed, you know? Mm. Like, mm. he's he's being programmed by these aliens to tell us these things. So we... They're reverse psychology in us. So we do go look at the orb. Now, apparently... Uh, folks don't seem to seriously entertain the idea that it's alien-made other than him. Um, they say that it probably is the Chinese rocket or a piece of some spacecraft that fell recently. All seems reasonable. But at the same time, now we have John 369. And he says, let us know if some green things come out of it. So we have we have one from each side Sean I don't know it's very it's a strange one so yeah it's an even argument on both sides I think both <laughs> sides are well prepared there uh, I, look it's all very well to say it could be a rocket or a piece mm. of a spacecraft or something like that but wouldn't it be mad if it was aliens wouldn't that just wouldn't that just put everything into perspective for you it's like suddenly aliens are real I don't think anyone would be surprised at this point. I t- didn't didn't uh, Area Fifty One already confirm that last year? They confirmed a load of UFOs. Like, yeah, there's like ah, there's this shit that we don't know what it is. Have a look, and everyone um, is fine with it. Apparently, it was taken away um, out of Mexico. 
to be analysed by trained personnel. Um, and apparently almost nothing is known about the orb at the minute. But appar- but uh, people are speculating about the possibility of extraterrestrial origins, especially when they come from the sky. Um, the blog UFO Sightings Footage Show, which I'm assuming oh. will have a very measured take here, uh, reported that cameras sighted three silvery obje- orbs flying over West London on July 12th. So, you know... I mean- they, maybe they flew across, one got lost. Large-scale invasion, maybe. Yeah. You Have know? they heard of the London Eye, actually? Because there probably is tree um, oh, at any given moment anyway, kind yeah. of floating, if you're a bit a few miles out. When was the Jubilee? Because I'd wait there were some silver balloons put up. <laughs> if, the Jubilee was 12, if the Jubilee was July 12th, that is fucking outrageous. When? I think it might have been July 4th, but I'm not sure. When was the Jubilee weekend? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh, it was second uh, of June and third of June. Yeah. Oh my God, summer is gone. It's, it's all, it's, oh, <laughs> so you, you just got very real there. I just like, had a very real moment. Like fucking hell, lads! It seems like that was only like a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, it was for the June bank holiday. So, oh my madness. God. Oh, lads, so we're all slowly edging towards death, but at least there's aliens, I suppose. Win win. Um, I'm going to stop that joke. People are going to worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> and like the two of us just got depressed. <laughs> oh, lads. Oh, no. It's a strange energy, this weird news, oh, I'll be honest. Um, so I'm moving on to our next piece of news. And I have man buys large billboard in Yong Dundas Square to trade single cheese string. Okay, that seems that's not an equal trade. We've we've heard of maybe things over the top to get rid of objects. Look, we've all tried to sell things. People aren't buying them, Sean. You know what I mean? People don't watch your shit. What are you okay? selling? Um, <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> Sean's shit. Oh, <laughs> I'll take it. it. <laughs> what would you take it? Um, if you've been to Yong and Dundas Square this week, you may have noticed something strange. A large billboard advertising a single black diamond cheese string up for trade. Angel Domingo, who bought the advertising space, said he found the cheese string in the refrigerator of his new home when he moved to Toronto. Okay, and why is his first response to try and sell it? Well, he told the news he regularly trades items on resell websites um, and decided he would try to do the same with the piece of cheese. Um, he said he is used to trading vehicles, car parts or furniture. That's uh, but fine. said the market is filled with all kinds of strange things. This is probably the strangest thing that I've ever had to offer up. Well, I mean, you don't have to, do no, you? No, you made a choice to put this ad in public. You're, you're not even out of pocket for it. Like, it's, it was found in a fridge when you got there. Yeah. Like, what's the use-by date on that cheese string? Some, somebody told me that I wouldn't get anything for it, and nobody would want it. But I guess I gotta prove those people wrong, is what he said. What's this man's damage? Like, he's just moved to this town. And suddenly he's like, I need to prove to everyone that I'm right yeah. all of the time. And somebody, I'm assuming in his head, told him... You'll never be able to sell that cheese string. You're not a great salesman. And he said, I'll show you. I'll spend thousands of euro on a fucking massive billboard in the city square. Because have you ever heard the, the one red paper clip story? 
this dude no. had a red paper clip and he traded it for something and then he traded that for something and he traded all the way up to a house. Yes. I would buy that for like what this man is trying to do with a cheese string. But the the red paperclip dude didn't buy a fucking billboard that probably could have been a sizable deposit on a nice little rented apartment in Toronto. He like he just <laughs> traded with people. I mean, does that story even is that a story even true or really, or is it just a case of well, if you work hard, you will be rich? No, it's a, no, it's a real story. I read the book, man. It's, it's <laughs> oh okay. I, I, no, genuinely, like I genuinely did. It's like it's there it's are re- fictional books as well, though. No, there are, there are, there are. But this is a real one. Uh, he, um, <laughs> he says. I've received a lot of offers. Um, some people are calling me again because the first offer they had just wasn't good enough. I think the most anybody had to offer me was they offered me two Persian cats for a cheese string. That's a, that's actually a pretty good trade. Mm. What's the maintenance like on those cats, I wonder, though? See, well, you'd be out of pocket, really. Like yeah, long cattle. term. Yeah, 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 yeah. long-term out of pocket. However, Domingo said as of Thursday mo- afternoon, he had not accepted any of the offers. I've been telling everybody the same thing when they ask me what I'm looking for. It's like, you'll know when you see it, right? I don't know what I'm looking for. I just need a cheese string gun, and I know you got stuff to give me. This man is the worst. He's like, oh, what? oh, you'll never get a trade for that cheese string. Oh, here's a billboard I put up. Oh, here's a load of trades I could take. Nah, they're not for me. What's his end game? Surely it's a cheese string. You accept the first offer you get. Yeah, and like this man, like this is the fi- like the fifteen minutes of fame thing. At the minute, everyone's real interested in this cheese string, mm. right? The more he denies it, like the less interest is going to come, and he's going to end up with a worse final trade. But here's the, the thing: he needs to pay for the billboard. Yeah, how's he doing that? There's been a lot of offers, and a lot of it is just fluff. There hasn't been any quality yet, he said. Domingo said he paid a lot of money to put the billboard up, but would not disclose the amount. He said the contract for the advertising space is only for a few weeks. Um, That's still quite long for a billboard. (laughs) He said the cheese string uh, um, expiry date is still a few months out. So, still very edible cheese string, Sean. It's just a case of, now he needs thousands for the cheese string. This is... This is what NFTs are, I think. <laughs> it's just, There's going to be some fucking idiot that will pay him thousands for oh, the cheese string. Oh, that will give him actual money. And you get it. the one bit of endorphin that you bought, so that nobody else has, and then eventually, maybe days, maybe weeks later, you realise... I own a piece of cheese. Yeah, that is rapidly approaching worthlessness. And then after you eat it, you have the moment of, well, I'm a fucking idiot. Well, that's what me, done. done. Jeez, a thousand dollars for a piece of cheese. The, like, it's it's not a Gouda investment. Huh? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> One more? Uh... E damn, I can't think of one. Oh, Connor. that's pretty good. That's Thanks. pretty good. Sorry, um, sorry. <laughs> sometimes you get cold in Canada. You might be blue. Jeez. That's <laughs> uh, sorry. All right, you did, you did your best, my friend. I'm proud of you. Good on you for putting yourself out there. <laughs> this guy keeps selling this stuff. He's going to make some serious cheddar. Ah, there okay. we go. Yeah, I, got high. I got it back. Okay. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I have, moving on from food to more food, because I have an artist 
charging for a piece of art that I would describe as not very good. But look, who am I to judge art? Art is subjective, is it not? It, I believe so, it is. Um, it's not shot, it's, it's bad. Well, that's art also is, subjective, Connor. <laughs> oh, fuck. He's got me in the double subjective. <laughs> um, art is charging £5,000 for a pickle he took from McDonald's burger and stuck to ceiling. <laughs> Uh, no it's bad it's bad it's bad it's definitely bad that's objectively bad it's objective yeah it's it's look it's art is weird tough it's weird it's tough to price you assign Mm. value and meaning to it I've seen great artists sell things for a fiver I've seen terrible artists make literal millions. Mm. An but artist is selling an unusual sculpture in the form no. of a in the form of a pickled gherkin slice taken from a McDonald's cheeseburger that has been flung onto the ceiling where it's being held on by the burger sauce. <laughs> what ceiling is it? Like do you cut out a portion of the ceiling? I'm fairly sure I did this before. I, I but I feel like it, I think what he's done is he's cut out a little square of like a ceiling. And, you know, he has a little stand because it's a sculpture, Sean. That's, yeah, I guess. What's it saying, though? What's what's the me- What's the intent? I mean, it's about, I'm assuming, for, uh, for capitalism, probably. Oh, could um, be, could be. Aust- Australian artist Matthew Griffin has an exhibition at the Michael Lett Gallery in Auckland, New Zealand, until Saturday, where the piece is one of the works on display. The artwork is somewhat unimaginatively named Pickle. <laughs> what are you doing to me, Matthew? And Come on now. up for sale for $6,000. Um, it's 10000 New Zealand dollary dues. Um, now, if you're reading this and think the whole thing sounds like a bit of a piss take, then that's good because the artist says he does think it is quite funny, but he still wants the money. <laughs> Do you know who this dude is? He's the Go dude on. that duct taped a banana to the wall. Fuck. He's good. He's fucking, he's, he's cracked it. Yeah. Because he did that and it did really well. And now he knows he can do whatever he wants. Oh, shit. Um, it, it's apparently the director of fine arts in Sydney. Uh, he went on to say that Griffin's work raises questions about the way value and meaning is generated between people. That's such a fucking... <laughs> That's annoyingly good to justify this <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> so his reason why it should be worth money is because it creates discussion amongst people as to what value should be placed on things. And that's fair, but that's a discussion without an ending because that discussion is going to go on mm. forever. Mm. So he, he needs to do, it needs to be, because it, like, okay, so the banana duct tape thing. That was shocking because it was like, how is this worth, what, like 100000 or whatever it's sold for? Somebody's willing to pay it. Somebody's willing to pay it. So now he needs to do something that's even more shocking. And the way to do that is by doing something worse and less yeah. effort than taping a banana to a wall. You know what? I think there's the big problem that I have with this is the stress levels of... That's coming down. Oh, absolutely, that's coming down. And uh, but when it comes down, you you got nothing. You can't fuck it back up there. You're looking at the same level of stick the second time. We all know the level of stick the first time round. It's going to be much stronger. That's true. It's like Velcro. You know, mm. g- gets weak after a little while. Uh, but w- like, what happens when you buy this? Like, what what does it do? <laughs> 
does anything do? If the piece is sold, the pickle fan will be given instructions. <laughs> so, if the piece is sold, you do not get the actual piece, Sean. You know what you get? What? Instructions on how to recreate the piece at home. What? <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, mm. That's even more of a thing. This is like performance art at this point. <laughs> it's not about the virtuos- virtuosity of the artist standing there in the gallery throwing it to the ce- ceiling. How it gets there doesn't matter, okay? As long as someone takes it out of a burger and flicks it onto the ceiling. The gesture is so pure, so joyful. That is what makes it so good, Sean. But... <laughs> He's just put the 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 the, the, the instructions. You just, just put a a pickle you've on just, a seal, and then done? you've told me to go buy a pickle. But I have to pay five grand for, for you to tell me privilege to go buy you, a pickle. You've given me the instructions, yeah. to, to throw a pickle on. The but ceiling. I would say within the the ex- exhibition would be instruction enough that I could maybe figure it out that a bit of burger sauce. And then fuck the pickle as hard as I can against the ceiling. What's mad is he did this in the fucking museum as well. So I want to know, did he get it first try? Or was there like he had to buy a few McDonald's burgers just being like, maybe this time I'll get. Do you think there's a moment? I think he's standing beside it all day, like terrified. Like he's looking up worried and there's like shakes. Someone walks up the stairs a bit heavy. There's a bit of rattle. He's like, oh, fuck. I reckon. Oh, it's an actual, it's not a real pickle. I think it's a sculpture done very, very artistically, very well to look like a real life pickle with burger sauce and it's glued you, up there. You saying this guy's lying? I'm just saying I wouldn't, if I wanted sit like five grand or whatever it is, I would yeah. not put my faith in the Also, couldn't you sell it like sauce. multiple times then if you're just giving instructions? Yeah, like it's an NFT. Like it's <laughs> fucking, it's like, it, it's... It's technically done what it's set out to do, but I still think it's bullshit. <laughs> Which is what he wants. It's what he wants, though. That's part of what the big selling point is. How do we beat this? I don't know if we can. We're not smart enough. Not talking about it. Not giving it attention. That would be the way to, like, win do, in this should argument. We, should we make a rule now that we don't talk about it? Oh, but what we've done there is we've played right into his hands. Because he wants to not talk about it, because it's normal. Yeah, by not talking about it. It's a it's choice. Art. It's art. It's art. Yeah, we're choosing not to talk about this because of the way it makes us feel. Now it's art. So, oh, what we fuck. need, oh, we need fuck. to wipe our minds of all memory of this. Oh, lads. This <laughs> I'm going to touch the orb. T- <laughs> I'm rubbing it all over my face. He's sprinting towards the orb. It's on the <laughs> other side of Ireland, but it's fine. <laughs> I have a few Guinness in me. I'll be pumped. <laughs> and, a, and a nice pickle at the end of it. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Sean, we're finishing off Weird News this week with Florida Man. Um, Florida man, I mean, what he's done this week is he's a bit forgetful. He's he's a bit of a, oh, he's a he's a he's his brain is cluttered, is what okay. I would say. And like my own. It's so full of stuff. Sometimes he forgets stuff that's just on him. Small small things, right? Like small keys things. or like a phone um, or. Dagger found in Florida man's shoe at Florida courthouse. Man says he doesn't know how that got there. (laughs) 
dagger like down in it like in his like down in his shoe or like an eight inch dagger was found expertly hidden in the sole of a man's shoe as he tried entering a florida courthouse and his explanation was even more awkward according to the sheriff's office he told deputies he didn't know the knife was in his shoe and that the shoes weren't even his (laughs) i borrowed these shoes your honor from the knife shop from my friend Stabby Jim. <laughs> it, it happened around 11am on Friday when the 26-year-old man tried entering the county courthouse about 40 miles northeast of Orlando. Cool. Great he placed his belongings into a bin to be sent through the x-ray machine then walked through the, the x-ray machine himself or the magnet magnetometer is what they called it I'm sorry what is it called they call it a, the stuff from the airports they're not called a magnetometer are they it's, a, it's, a, it's an x-ray machine surely magnetometer a magneto machine magnetometer like metal detector yeah what the fuck is I don't know I don't, look we're going to call it a metal detector um, which alerted in the area of his feet apparently the sheriff's office said um, he was asked to remove his shoes to be x-rayed and as they were sent through the machine de- Deputy Trevor Gamble discovered the whole dagger concealed inside the sole of his shoe um, I mean right. obviously I mean you wouldn't forget would you if you're wearing the dagger shoes <laughs> when they asked him um, why is there a dagger in your shoe he said lads I don't even. I didn't even know the dagger was there. Like he he doesn't know anything about the dagger. He didn't put it there. And then like, when deputies asked him further, he said, "Well, to tell you the truth, officer, the shoes aren't even mine." Is what he said. But if you're lending someone shoes, you would let them know. If you know they're going to court, you would let to them the courthouse. know. Yeah, you'd let them know, lad. Listen, they're. Just yeah. make sure you take the dagger out of those shoes before they're you my, leave. They're my dagger shoes. They're the dagger shoes where I keep the yeah. dagger, you know. Um, the suspect faces a misdemeanor, misdemeanor charge of carrying a concealed weapon into the courthouse. Um, investigators said the man was is living under a risk protection order filed by the sheriff's office. Um, apparently, Ooh. he fired at a... Sh- <laughs> Oh no. So he already has a risk protection order filed against him. This was requested in September of 2021, Sean, following an incident in his home, and this is an exact quote, uh, where he fired a shotgun at people who didn't exist. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, sums it up, really, doesn't it? Florida man. that I that you definitely you definitely scanned over that story back in 2021. Yes, and you were just like it might have been beaten out by something, but that's a great headline. I mean, that's perfect to be like, like he's been arrested previously. What did he do? Well, he was fired a shotgun at people that didn't exist, so it's pretty so you bad. You draw your own conclusions. But if from that, think friend. about that though, if he's willing to fire a shotgun at people that don't exist, what's he going to do with the poor person that sold him these shoes? Like. He's, he's just true. borrowing these shoes. No, he only kills people him. that don't exist, Connor. That's true. That's true. You so know. he had the knife on him in case someone didn't exist attacked him. In case he met anyone that didn't exist, he was prepared to kill them. But anyone who exists, they're they're free to go. <laughs> That's you being his lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Your Honor, he only attacked... Well, you don't have a history of him attacking li- li- people who are alive, do you? 
He's never attacked one person who's alive in his life. Your, your Honour, have you ever... Do, do you like Batman? Because he's something. He's something of, of a hero, isn't he? Yeah, and, and this man, he doesn't... Maybe doesn't get the word hero thrown at him every day. But at the same time, if he's taken out the spirits and the ghouls that we cannot see, Your Honour, then who are we to judge? He is a ghostbuster amongst his time. You must acquit. <laughs> then I fold up my briefcase and leave and I don't stay for the results. That wasn't even his lawyer. <laughs> that was just, he just rocked up. He had two just knives in guy. his boots. I mean, so Florida man, Sean, my question to you is, were they his shoes and was it his knife? Absolutely. Absolutely they were. That was an uh, uh, excuse he thought up in the last minute when he I like the caught. idea that he didn't know the knife was there and then they must have clearly looked at him like he was like a fucking idiot and then he went... Officer, the shoes aren't even mine. Like that's because yeah. he had to go one step further. Because he, his brain and his head was like that wasn't enough. Yeah, that, that wasn't enough this, coverage. So yeah, so I, I have to deny ownership of the knife, but also the shoes. Because I've never right. seen the knife before. But then the question is, well, why do you have it on you? Then he's like, well, hang on. And his head is like brain is worried. He's like, well, they're not my shoes. So okay. So yeah. this, these shoes that fit you perfectly, you didn't carve out a specific pocket to hold a dagger I in actually, there. I, they're not my feet. Uh, I borrowed these feet. Right, it's getting a little out of hand now at this point. <laughs> it's just not believable. But even, there's one officer who's like, guys, let's hear him out. It's starting to make guy. perfect sense. He's like smiling, taking notes. <laughs> yes. Where did you get the feet? The uh, No, look, I think he's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a bad lawyer. I'm going to say he's guilty, Connor. Ah... No fate. No fate in Florida, man. Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week of Weird News. I'm properly cheered up now, Connor. so thanks Good for stuff. That. I'm, I'm glad we cheered you up because yeah. it's a nice sunny day. There's a lot to live for. It's a, lot, it's a positive afternoon. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You've really turned things around for me, both. Yeah. I appreciate um, it. Um, do you want me to check us out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks, everyone, Do you remember the hangover on Sunday? You what? <laughs> do you remember the hangover I on do. Sunday? I yeah, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember how you felt? yeah. Did I bring you back down? <laughs> Little bit. Little bit. <laughs> Go on. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News. Wednesday, we'll be back on Friday with Hero Zero. Monday with Movie Mondays. And next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast if you want to check it out over there. That's also linked in the description. I also lost my Google Docs so the names are in a bit of a different order, but you're all still there. So big shout outs to Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson. Watch the Yes And 24-hour d and charity live stream starting 12pm 27th of August New Zealand Standard Time Waffles will be DMing David Clark Sean Chuck it in the wash and it'll be grand Jameson Dominic Anna Hilmroos Lil Dicky I'm from Colorado and have pushed a peanut with my nose up a mountain but you don't hear me bragging McGrew Danny McLaughlin The Fabulous Frogman Sam Michelle Brown Michaela Doughty Sackman 41 and Buster Thank you all for the continued support. You're absolutely amazing humans and we hope you enjoy the extra content that goes up over on Patreon. There are other ways to support the show. You can go to the merch store link below heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilman's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhire podcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Lee. I shall see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.